this week on Ace on the House. Stained grade holocaust, bad. Yeah, I don't think it's... But, that's rare. That's rare, rare like a like a form of cancer that kills nine-year-olds. Sad uh, rare. Should I just replace every door then? Well, well first off, let's talk like about 40 this. 40 bucks each, maybe. Let's talk about the so-called house you're living in. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Was that it? was built in the early 90s. Yeah. Holocore. Stain Stain Holocore. That's like special order. Yeah. Special ed order. That's basically like uh, you going, uh, hey, man, I want to set you up with this gal. She's fat and doesn't give blowjobs. Like, I'm uh, in. Wow. Way to win. Check out an all-new episode of Ace on the House this Saturday or visit aceonthehouse.com only on the Ace Broadcasting Network. Hey everyone, it's me, Allison. So, um, before we start, I just wanted to say a few things. First of all, I need to address the fact that as you listen to this episode, you're going to hear something weird and disjointed, and I don't just mean me. Something especially weirder, even, and more disjointed, and allow me to explain what happened. Uh, When we recorded this show with guest Doug Benson, we did the segment that I sometimes do on the show called Deleted Tweets. And one of the tweets was about someone who, in between the time that we recorded this show and now when it's airing, that person died. So uh, although the the deleted tweet itself was not very harsh, we were wondering, you know, how do we do? uh, Well, what do we do? And how do we how do we do? Uh, What do we do in this situation? Because obviously the fact that this person is uh, gone now sort of changes the context and makes it a little less uh, lighthearted, to say the least. So um, we put our heads together and decided the best thing to do is to just cut out that section out of respect uh, for everyone. So you're going to hear us talking about deleted tweets, and you're going to hear the deleted tweet song And then you're going to hear me talking about Twitter because the conversation turned into a discussion about Twitter. Uh, And it's after the song and then me talking about Twitter, that moment right there, it's it's not going to make sense. And that is because something was cut out. So we hope you understand and we hope that you can get past that bit of weirdness. I'm sure you can. Okay, thank you. And moving on, I also uh, need to address the following, which is that on this episode... I talked quite a bit about a party that I was invited to, a costume party that I didn't want to go to. I was trying to find a way to not go to the party, but I had decided that I was just going to go to the party. Um, And as it turned out, I ended up not going to the party. And the reason is kind of um, gross and medical, but I'm going to tell you anyway, because I share too much of that stuff. Um, Okay, so the day that I had set aside to go costume shopping... I mean, I, I, as you'll hear on the episode, that I had <clears throat> started shopping for costumes, but there I, was, I couldn't find anything. And then I'm like, fuck it, I'm just going to go on this one day. Um, so because of the endometriosis, which I've talked about, I have to be on the birth control pill. And the one that I was on, I was having all sorts of side effects. And one of the side effects was nonstop bleeding. And when they did my blood test before the surgery that I had at the end of the year, uh, they discovered that I was anemic. So I was in the back of my head was this idea that like, it's probably not good that I'm bleeding every day. So I texted my doctor and she was like, can you come down? And she's in Orange County. Can you come down today? Um, you know, I want to get a blood test stat. So anyway, the day that I'd set aside for costuming instead, costuming, I don't think that's the correct word. Uh, instead I ended up getting a blood test and then see my doctor. So 
that made it so that I couldn't go to the party. Um, and uh, I feel, how do I feel about that? Well, I feel like, uh, I feel like my friend who was super cool about my not going to the party because of that, because obviously he's, he's, he was just like, just get better, which just means not, you know, building up my iron and not being anemic and not bleeding and stuff. Um, if he hears this, I'm afraid that he's going to be like, wait a minute, she didn't want to go anyway. Although he did kind of know because I tried to get out of it anyway. Anyway, I guess all of this is me saying, uh, this is all of this is me directing this to my one friend who invited me to the party and I feel sheepish. And I am sorry that I bitched so much about having to go to a costume party when, in fact, I think it is really nice that you invited me to this party and that I'm, I'm sorry that I couldn't go. And, okay, um, and I love you. And an update on the pill thing. Um, it was making me depressed and um, fat and um, um, bloody, and I switched to a new one. And now I feel a lot better, except this new one makes me feel nauseous. <clears throat> but the, all of that is still better than all the other things. Okay, way too much lady talk. Is it not? It is too much lady talk. So let's talk about um, lady and man talk. What the fuck am I saying? I have no idea, but this is a segue. Wait, no. It is going to... I'm giving you warning there's going to be a segue. I want to back up and say one more thing, which is I want to thank all of you guys for your support and for listening and for sending me emails and telling me that stuff that you've heard on the show has really resonated with you and has made a difference and made you realize things about your own relationships. Lately, I've been getting these like great emails from guys who are saying that listening to the show is making them realize things that their girlfriends might be thinking or that you know women around them might be thinking that they, they hadn't occurred to them in the past. Um, and also, thank you for all the great reviews and stars and all those things on iTunes. And please keep up the subscribing and um, reviewing and clicking the stars on iTunes because the more action there is, the higher we are on the iTunes charts. And I think right now we're like at six or seven. And that's unacceptable. I need to be number one. I'm sure you understand. Okay, here comes that segue. Allow me to tell you about one of our fine sponsors. Are you looking for something to spice things up in the bedroom? I think you are. Here's an offer you won't be able to resist. Go to adamandeve.com for a limited time only. Excuse me. Go to adamandeve.com and for a limited time only. And. You might know and as that ampersand squiggly thing. But I just mean and. Go to adamandeve.com and for a limited time only. You'll get 50% off just about any item. And that's not all. When you select your one item at 50% off, you'll also receive three free adult DVDs plus a free extra gift so sensual I can't even say what it is, which the mind boggles. That means it's incredibly sensual. And to top it all off, we'll even throw in free shipping on your entire order. Not cheap shipping, free shipping. So check out adamandeve.com today for this special offer. Get 50% off one item when you type BEST, B-E-S-T, as in Allison Rosen is your new best friend. Best for the offer code, offer code upon checkout. When you do, you'll get three free DVDs, a free extra gift, and free shipping. Just use the offer code BEST at adamandeve.com. I think it is high time we start the show now. You're listening to the Ace Broadcasting Network. Allison Rosen, Allison Rosen is your new best friend. Allison, Allison, with perfect good times never end. 
everyone. Hey, hello. It's me, Allison Rosen, and welcome to the sixth episode of Allison Rosen is Your New Best Friend. My guest today is Doug Benson, comedian and all-around Disneyland lover <laughs> and great guy and someone who smokes a fair amount of pot and is known for it, writer, uh, one of the writers of the Marijuana Logs. And what am I leaving out? Oh, so much. Dancer. I do so many things. Singer. Yeah, well... You actually did sing and I dance have done those things in things, yes, but I'm not known for those things. Person who had a cameo in Captain EO, guy with a frog in his throat. <laughs> There's so many things. You're like... Yeah, I do it all. You, you know that Meredith Brooks song, Bitch? The one that I wish I hadn't brought up because it gets stuck in your head forever? <laughs> yeah. You're like that, but a guy. You're like, you know, you can't I am a you. bitch and a lover and uh, what, is, what else does she say? Uh Sister and child. a liar. Sister and a brother. A child. Is that what you said, Donald Gary? Glover. I thought so. Yes. <laughs> it's weird because no one knew who that was, you know, in the song. Right. And, and so now, she was so ahead, it, of, ahead yeah. of her time. She guessed that there would be a successful young black man named Donald Glover someday. Mm-hmm. She was eerily prescient or prescient. I don't know which is the correct pronunciation I don't of even that try word. it. The, all those words where I don't know which one it is, I just walk away. Any anyone's kind. Of, <laughs> I can't good. think of one right now, but I just don't even. Uh, well, you in your inaugural episode, there oh, was yeah. a lot of uh, issues with that word. That and a root word similar to inaugural is uh, integral. Yes. Or integral that drives me nuts. On the uh, most recent episode of this podcast, I was reading an email, and it said it seems you have found your niche, but in. So I, I saw the word, and I was like, am I going to go niche or am I going to go niche? niche so yeah. I went niche. Yeah, so Not, you, you completely, that's what happens, is when yeah. you try to split the difference, you completely whiff it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You have to commit to one or the other. And then one time I was, um, I was doing commentary for one of those shows on E, and I was trying to say R-O-U-T-E, so either route or root. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I whiffed it. I didn't know which way I wanted to go, so I said like something like rut or root. Or something in between. What's wrote, going on? Wrote. But that's, what, what wrote did you take? That's not right. It's either root no, or route. Yeah, but I said something different. So there's a piece of paper in front of you. What's going on? Oh, because I, I wrote down some things because oh, I, good. I, I listened to the Pete Holmes inaugural episode oh, wow. to see what I'd be, <laughs> to find out what I'd be in for. Uh-huh. And since I enjoy you and Pete, I sat through the whole thing. Thank you. It was long, I know. So, like, for instance... Uh, is there a chance we're going to do the deleted tweets segment today? Oh, sure. Do you have some? Well, that's what I'm saying. You should tell the guests about the segments in case they don't listen. That was me. Sorry. <laughs> My bad. We do, as far as I knew. <laughs> Although, or maybe I, I could have gotten. Lo- I could have not seen the email because I lose emails all the time because I, I get too many of them. I'm sure that's what happened. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Gary is nodding with a hopeful look in his face. Well, so that's one thing, but I do have to say that because my own deleted tweet coffer is not super, it's not brimming right now, right. I didn't bug Gary to bug you about that. Right, because it's, yeah, it's not yeah. a burning thing, but I have one if this if the subject, if we do get to that. We, I mean, what else is on this list? I feel like I'm like reading a message board in person. Well, it's also just a bunch of scribbly things. I also uh, did not know how soon this episode would, uh, I like to say, plop when an episode comes out right. instead of drop. And um, I didn't know when that would be necessarily, if it would be like right away or a week or several weeks, because uh, I wrote down to remind people that you and I are going to be 
doing the Adam Carolla Live in Irvine. Yes. So when they hear this, they should know it that they missed happened. a great show. It will have happened on March 8th, but they can listen to it still. That's right. That's the beauty of Plopcast. Yeah. And then I also just wrote down just something to ask you about. Oh, on air or off? On air. <laughs> <laughs> no, off air, I would have said it when we were standing around waiting to do this, but uh, on air. You're on it. What does, how much does Paul McCartney's new album title bother you? And I'll remind you what it is. Please do. I'm super high. It's called Kisses on the Bottom. Oh, it, it bothers me a lot. What is that even? Why? Kisses on the Bottom and it's of an album of It's an album of like romantic standards. So he's saying he kisses his lover's bottom? Yeah. What? It, kisses on the Bottom. Is this some sort of... <laughs> Gary's dying. <laughs> is this some sort of Britishism? <laughs> I wrote that down. Like, here's something I'll say on the next time I'm on a microphone. Oh, my gosh. I'm so glad that we're the microphone you're on. <laughs> Has he explained at all what it means? I, I You know, he and may, it, he may have done top? interviews, but as soon as somebody's interviewing Paul McCartney, I'm, that's not a channel yeah. I'm going to stay on. I, <laughs> I always admired the man's work, and I, I appreciate that he's still pro-pot. I read that somewhere, but um, I don't... I think he just quit. He just said that he's He's for legalizing now. it, okay. but he's, he's not smoking anymore for, right. for the children. He's finally decided this most recent child, because he's he had another kid recently. Sure. See one of those old dads? Maybe that's who he's kissing on the bottom. That's but that bothers me I know, too because yeah. the songs on the album, the new song is called My Valentine. It's like this, you know, Valentine song to a, a lover, mm-hmm. not a child. Okay, well, which is better. And then the rest of the songs are like, you know, standards. That it's supposed to be a great album, but Kisses on the Bottom, it just every time I hear it, it, it bugs me. It bothers you. What if it was called Butt Kisses? Then I'd be all about it. Because then it's just saying what it is, you know? Right, but also it's that would, to, in my mind, would have a second meaning, which is, you know, Kissing you could do up. this, you could do that, or, uh, <laughs> but kisses could also happen. Oh, <laughs> oh ooh, it should be but, B-U-T-T, comma, kisses. Mm-hmm. I like that. So, Doug Benson, I mm-hmm. have a conundrum, or rather I had one. It sort of got solved, but I want to bring it up on the air anyway, so okay. I can get your opinion and the listener's opinion of this social... Um, situation. Okay. So I was invited to a party, a costume party, um, like some elite costume party or something where each table, I know you already, you already look skeptical. Are you I'm looking already, at me like... I'm already, that's a party I probably wouldn't go to. <sighs> See, it's a party and I would And not wouldn't... feel guilty about oh, not going. Oh, Why weren't we recording this when I received the invitation? It's also the kind of thing... I was expecting me to explain this part later in the story, but I can just, I'm going to do it at the top. Okay. And then I'll kiss the story from the bottom later okay. on. Ew. See, that sounded gross. Um, it's the kind of thing that I wouldn't go to either. However, I am always fighting against this idea that, like, oh, it's, it, that'd be so typical of me not to do that thing. So I'm, I'm going to make myself do it. And I feel like, I'm 36 and I should just allow myself to be who I am and recognize that it's okay that I'm not a masquerade type person, but whatever. Anyway, I unfortunately didn't do that. And, but it's one of my really good friends who invited me. Um, How so good of a friend could it be to if put you in a position would... of having to costume? Thank you. And here's the thing. <laughs> exactly. I thought we were good friends. Who knows? Um, each table at the party has a different uh, theme, and our theme is Viking, which there is not really even a Viking costume. You have to go buy something or, or rent, rent something, it. and yeah. then it's got to be... and it's not be... straightforward. You kind of have to piece it together. Are you going to go Game of Thrones? Are you going to go um, other things that are 
caveman Yeah, and then you, well, for a lady, I think your only choice is to have like a, bustier. you know, a helmet and a bustier, yeah, and, and your hair in uh, braids. Yeah, and. And I don't want to go Madonna halftime show. <laughs> she was kind of. Why? Oh. You, Madonna. Like, that's a stuck-in-your-head thing. Yeah. That was ridiculous. Yeah. Like, at first I thought, oh, that's cute that they're cheering for Madonna during the Super Bowl. I get it. Then it comes out as an actual single, where the song is just people continually saying, I love you, Madonna, over and over <laughs> again, in her song. It's yeah. worse than Kisses from the Bottom. I, it's Well, I don't know if I'm going to say it's worse, but it's up there. <laughs> they're tied. Yeah. Like, I already feel irritated that you sang that. No offense. <laughs> it's really... It's oh, you didn't bad. see the halftime show? No, I did. Okay. I did, but I had managed to forget that there was a lot of that happening. Yeah. I also didn't see MIA... Uh, Flip you the know, Bird? Yeah. It was so fast. I saw it in the countless clips of it mm-hmm. that were played and stuff, but I didn't see it at the time. It was super fast, and that anyone's offended by it, that offends me. Me too. It's because ridiculous. Because it, the, the middle finger needs to be let out of the middle finger jail, because everyone knows what it means. <laughs> the finger it's, pokey. It's, it's there to replace saying, fuck you. Right. So it's a clean way of saying, fuck you. Right. It's like it's like saying no one can say, quote unquote, the F word. Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 ridiculous. That that The middle finger and the word shit are in this weird jail that makes no sense because there's a million ways to say the word shit that you can say, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, on television. Right. And they somehow Didn't... shit remains a swear word. Caca. Who gives a fuck? Yeah. Well, I, that's the thing. They're all like really juvenile Releasing the words. brown trout. Poo poo and all that kind of thing. But still. Or I guess restocking the pond with brown trout. I could go on talking about. I don't know where you get shit. all this. It doesn't seem like you to me. It must have been. You must have been at a cocktail party dressed as a Viking. <laughs> no, I, w- I was. To pick up all these. I was dressed euphemisms. as a turd. See, I would enjoy that if it was a, a scatological table. If that was Everyone our theme. Everyone dresses a piece of crap. Yeah, or like you could dress as a toilet or a plunger. That'd be more fun. So anyway, it's a Viking. So what I are the went, what are the other tables? And like, can you probably, immediately I, haggle to be at a better table? I know. No, you can't. I wish. I believe one's like gangsters and malls, and then one's, you know, 20s. That's so much better than Vikings. I know. I know. How did he pick them out of a sombrero? (laughs) No. They picked them in some bad way. (laughs) Not the brilliant sombrero way. So I would appreciate sombrero more. So anyway. It was for a birthday. No, this is, um, it's this. It's like this ball that I don't go to balls. I'm not a ball person. It's a it's this exclusive LA ball thing. And but I am someone who's like, ooh, you have to be invited. It's some elite thing. I shouldn't be so quick to decide I don't want to go. Right. But usually when I talk myself into going to something just because like, ooh, a chance to stand on the red carpet at this thing, I'm always like, that's not anything I need to do. Anyway, this is not that though. It's not like a career thing. It's just my friend is part of this like group, and they're throwing this costumey thing, and it's has the, you know it's the hundred and seventh ball they've ever thrown, and blah blah blah, and like there's this, um, you know they have a grandfathered in liquor license, so they can serve till four a.m. But it's like I barely even drink anymore. But anyway, if my friend is listening to this, which he probably will be, thank you for the invite. I had a lovely time. I'm sorry that I. What looked- did you wear? <laughs> I don't know, but on did the phone... Did you tweet a picture of it? Yeah, I did. I don't know. On the phone with him, I said, uh, I'm like, so like, could this just be like you wear your regular clothes and put a Viking hat on? And uh, no. Oh. Hell no. 
Hell no. The invite that sounded like a perfect compromise. The to invite me. came with a little extra card in it explaining what fancy dress is because it's a fancy dress ball and it means something like it's a real costume. You have to be formal, a formal Viking. No, it, it just means not regular clothes and not something. I don't know. It's a whole thing that I don't know about. No so street anyway, clothes. Yeah. So I went to try on costumes this past weekend because like, I got this list of costume stores and there's rentals. And I didn't have a meltdown like I would trying on bathing suits. But I had a, a what the hell am I doing kind of thing because these rental costumes have this like really hard breastplate. And I banged my face on it because I was... <laughs> I did. I was pulling it over my head because I didn't untie the thing in the back. So I'm like, first of all, my face is throbbing now and I look really stupid and they're all really skimpy. And they it just I was just like, what am I doing? Like, this is awful. And then the ones that are prepackaged, I didn't like. And then I was like, you know, I don't feel this real big need to do this. It's going to cost a lot of money to get the costume together. It's just it's just not me. Maybe I will just see if I can back out and not go. Um, and then I was thinking, I, and I would just be honest with my friend cause we've been friends forever and I feel like I'm not proud of this, but I, I don't think it would surprise anyone that I flaked on something. I have a real big flaky streak inside me, sort of like a crunchy cookie center of something that's flaky. Have you ever flaked on me? I don't think so. I don't think you have. You've never tried to get me I feel very proud. Yeah. Well, I don't try to get you to do stuff like that. Yeah, that's right. true. Um, I usually just try to get you to go get a drink somewhere. I don't think I've ever flaked. <laughs> I don't think so. Right. So and it, it, and in New York, where you where you're allowed to flake more. I know. I well, think, you know why? Because I think you get you, more of a flake pass there. But you weren't. You didn't. Like if you lived in New York, then I have a feeling I would maybe would have flaked oh, more. Oh yeah, I was, was always visiting. Special. Yeah. Mm. So let's get to that in a second. So, but anyway, <laughs> I was like, okay, I'll just be honest. And then I thought, you know, is it actually more? Uh, humane if I make up a lie for why I can't go because then I am so it's this whole table and then I imagine my because then you're not rejecting his concept right. you're just saying I have the flu or, or whatever yeah because then I was imagining him explaining to the table why you know a couple people from the group aren't there and oh yeah because you know she couldn't find a costume and she realized she didn't want to go doesn't sound as good as like she had this thing that she can't get out of or whatever so then yeah so, so that's that was my conundrum is like I wasn't going to lie at all because I feel like I don't want to do that to my friend. But then I thought, is that actually a selfish choice, to be honest? But then I mm. thought, but if this guy were to find out that I had lied, I think... I mean, if it were me and I found out the person lied, even if it was to spare my feelings, I would still feel like, why did they make that choice? Don't they feel like they can be honest with me? What do you think? I think almost any costume party, if you blow it off and then your excuse later is, I you know, couldn't find the right costume and just didn't want to, you know, show up anyway, the host that missed you at said party would probably say, you should have come anyway. Right. Like this whole, you absolutely cannot show up without putting on a Viking costume thing <laughs> really bothers me. <laughs> it really, it I know. really, it's really unfair to, to put that restriction. Either yeah. That... They could have said, he could have said, here's a list of things and whatever you choose, that'll determine what table you're going to be at, Ooh. which is how he should do it next year. Yeah. He's not the host. That's oh, the thing. Oh, okay. It's like he's just, he has a table at this thing. He was helping you to get into this elite thing. He's a member of this group that's throwing the party, uh -huh. the costumeteers. I just called them Which... that. 
I've, <laughs> <laughs> he's a member of he this. He must be so proud to be a group, a part of a group that does these things. I think so. Like, do they all have sex with each other at the end of the night? It's possible. Really? And I you don't got know. out of there? I, no, I don't know. All I know. Did you leave one slipper behind? <laughs> <laughs> all I know is when we were at the costumes, like all the costume stores have discounts for this ball right going on right now. And she's like, have you ever been to this ball? And I said, no. And uh, she's like, made this face like you don't know what happens. And I'm thinking, I don't want to know what happens. It's like eyes wide shut or something. That's I, 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 I Maybe. Well, I doubt you, it. Because you actually went to the thing, though, right? Or you're uh, No, still... it hasn't happened yet. By the time oh. this airs, I will have gone. It's Friday. So anyway, I, I texted my friend, and I was like, um, uh, you know, I, I went costume shopping, and I'm having trouble finding one, and I'm feeling kind of pressed for time. Uh, how big a, how, you know, would it put you in a really tough spot if I were to bail on the festivities, blah, blah, blah. And then... Um, then he called me and, and oh, you got the call back yeah, instead of the tweet back. I did text, text back. back, but I was pressed for time, so I di- I didn't answer it because I wanted to be able to call back uh, after I heard the message. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's why. <laughs> if he's listening to this, I almost <laughs> wasn't so honest in this moment. But so anyway, and then he's like, I, I really think you're overthinking this. Just go buy some thirty or forty dollars store bought costume and put it on and come to the party and have a good time and. It's like okay. I mean, there are these these pretty cheap costumes that come in a little plastic bag, so I could just wear that. I mean, I get and, and then I'm like, okay, fine. So I took away the option of flaking for that reason. So I guess but I'm gonna go. Now. You're gonna go in your cheap costume, and, and everyone else is gonna, gonna go in their authentic. Vi- oh people yeah, people are they gonna are. go nuts. Uh, yes, it's they in are. L.A. It's probably a bunch of out of work actors. <laughs> I know, I know. Some They're of the costume shops costume on the list up. are like. Actual Hollywood movie costume mm-hmm. shops. Yeah. I could wear something from Waterworld. Hollywood prop and costume or whatever. Yes, that's yeah. one of them. Something yeah. Hollywood magic and props. Yeah. And other things like that. Oh, man. I, I, I think you have to... Stand my ground and <laughs> be a flake. <laughs> no, I think you have... It sounds like you're committed to going now. Because when he came back and went, come on, just buy a cheap thing and do it. Like, as soon as somebody gives you that argument, like, come on, just do it. It's no big deal. And then you and then you I end know. the conversation with, all right, I'll do it. I know. Then it's really a nightmare when you try to. Except then, I, this and... is what I told myself. I was like, but if I pull the double flake or, or whatever the appropriate term would be for when you actually flake after already threatening the flake. Right. Because I, I tried to preempt it. Yeah. He can't, even though he'll be upset, he can't be that surprised. I right. tried to preempt it. You threatened it. him with the, yeah, you with said the, I'm in a flake. it might not happen. Yeah. But I just really, I... I so sh- I should have lied? Is that what we're deciding? <clears throat> uh, yeah, or maybe, I'm trying to think if there's a way that you can cheat and dress the way you want to dress. Like, you know... Is, was there ever a Viking that didn't wear <laughs> such a cliched outfit? It's Vikings I mean, in that movie, How to Train Your Dragon. You could go as a dragon. Well, that would be That'd simple. That'd be even more, yeah. It's even more elaborate. <laughs> That's the thing. There's it's even no... more elaborate. Cause, but isn't what part of what you're shying away from is that the, the Viking lady Viking outfits are all like they overdo this, the sexy thing. Like it's too, yeah, I'm too not much about cleavage and yes. all that. Yeah, that's part of what I'm shying away from is that yeah. there's nothing that I would feel comfortable wearing. Like in one of those things that I tried on where my face was throbbing because I banged it on the, the breastplate as I was pointed over my head, 
if the if you turn the wrong way and the wind blows, like you're naked <clears throat> on the back. Yeah, there's a cape, but there's nothing else to. Yeah, that's... Hold your whole... And plus, it's really uncomfortable. I like to be comfortable. It's I would like to go to a party where you can chilly. wear pajamas. It's going to be chilly. Well, that's the Why thing. Why can't I be at a pajama table? Why can't table? there be a pajama table? Oh, that'd be so much better. Every table... Sa- it sounds to me also like they go out of their way to make every table something where the women are going to be pretty yeah. sexy and the dudes are going to get you know a free ride to wear something obnoxious. I feel like that was part of the choice of Vikings was so that the women could be... Uh, scantily clad, and now the, and 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 my brief tour of costume shops. The other people I saw trying to find costumes from different tables, they didn't look like people I want to hang out with. I am such it an. Seems asshole. like a sorry crew. Like it seems like I, I I'm always kind of baffled by how into Halloween everyone gets every yeah. year. But at least you know it's coming. Mm-hmm. It's only once a year. Right. You know, uh, this seems just so random. It's like, hey, it's February. Why couldn't I be at the Egyptian table? Because I have or... a, if there is one, because I have a Cleopatra costume, which I You I've just used... have one sitting around? Yes. I Wear that to the Viking table. You think? Yes. Cleopatra, close enough. Really? If you're comfortable in it and it looks good. I am. I've been Cleopatra for Halloween for like the last seven years. <laughs> I've had to find new friends and a new party each time because I can't repeat. I've that got a headdress. Perfect. I have just a gold say you're. Cape. A, just tell everyone you're a Viking queen. Who knows what they look like? Oh my gosh, <laughs> I'm so tempted to do this. I've got the fucking gold snakes at home. Yeah, and oh, people, man. people and and it'll be funny that it's a little you know yeah. off or whatever. <gasps> I know. I could just go out and get a Viking helmet, and I can wear that over my headdress. Sounds perfect. Oh, oh, Doug, thank you. You've made it possible for me <laughs> to go to this party that I don't want to go to. Yeah, so but the story is going to be great. The story of how... Yeah, I mean, I, you're going to spend the entire party probably talking to people about whether they're comfortable or uncomfortable with what they had to end up wearing and probably. how they got it and yeah. all that stuff. And and then I'll be like, okay, now tell me, be honest, did you try to flake as well? <laughs> I already don't want to hear myself have these conversations. So anyway, for people who are um, just deciding whether to continue listening or not, Let's keep listening because we're not going to talk about costumes the entire time. We oh, are yeah, going that t- conversation is over. Yeah, we're moving on. We've settled it. Yeah, we're going to talk about how Doug and I know each other. We initially met, we both used to do this show, Red Eye, on Fox News in New York. And I believe that I met you um, that way because I was working in that building and I remember the producer was walking you in and we met very briefly. But I think the way we actually met was I tweeted... Maybe I tweeted you because I was watching your stand-up and um, that joke about, and I, I don't want to butcher it, but uh, I'm going to anyway, so then you correct me about if you don't like, you know what they say about Seattle, if you don't oh, yeah, like the weather. if you don't like the weather, wait five minutes and then shoot yourself in the face. <laughs> I love that. And I think I tweeted you about how funny I that was. I just brushed the dust off of that one because I was in Vancouver over the weekend. Uh-huh. And I, I knew people in Vancouver would have a good laugh over the weather being shitty in Seattle because Vancouver is, you know, pretty similar, but just north of Seattle. So, right. but but I'd be still burning in the place, you know, complaining about the weather in Vancouver while burning Seattle. So uh, that got a big laugh. But maybe next time I'm in Seattle, I'll I'll say it about Vancouver. That's good. Sneaky. That's right. Yeah. And if people are hearing this, they'll know what they can look forward to. <laughs> they'll be on to me and my <laughs> my little local humor tricks. Right. Um, so I thought that was really funny. And then I think maybe you tweeted me back and then we became friends and then we um we Yeah, I was immediately I immediately found y- you appealing because for some reason 
on, I looked like someone or, who doesn't like to wear costumes. On or, yeah, and on or around the time that we you contacted me or mentioned me on your Twitter feed, um, I saw you on Red Eye. Oh, okay. Because I, you know, I'd... You know, whenever I'm flipping around at that time of night, you know, 3 a.m. out here and midnight there, mm-hmm. uh, if I land on it, I usually watch it for a while because, especially then, because I was on it quite a bit and um, liked everybody and also, you know, liked some of the people that use these guests because they use comics that mm-hmm. I know, like Amy Schumer and Greg Proops and people like that. So, right. So then we um, we became friends. Mm-hmm. And then fast forward to a lot of bonding over what it's like to be on Fox News and not be on conservative. a yeah on a basically conservative channel, but on their version of a comedy right talk show right. So it was all very silly. So it was easy to do. Mm-hmm. It was easy to go on and and not and not be conservative because they didn't really push the conservativeness in our faces when it started. It was much more about being funny. And at a certain point, it switched, and they didn't want people to be just making jokes anymore. They wanted you to state your opinion first, and then you're, you know, you could, you could make a funny comment. But if you were going to go on there and not convey your political views, uh, you know, regardless of which side you're on, and just make jokes that they there was a push against that. I don't know where they are now, but I know that with me that I was constantly pushed to be more opinionated. Yeah, I don't. I think I just I you know I had the kind of uh, bad experience that you know made me end up not doing the show anymore, and then uh, so I, I don't think we ever got to that point where we'd need to have that conversation. Right. But it was it was uh, you know. Uh, I used to call it the pres- presidency, but now that I'm not that crazy about some things Obama's doing, and I call it a regime change. And the change from George Bush to Obama is what happened to me on that show, mm-hmm. is that once Obama was president, I started noticing how, how much more conservative everything was. Right. <laughs> and and on one episode in particular, uh, I thought all of the topics and stuff were getting... I was. You know, on the show where I, on my last show, I was already getting cold feet about being on the show before everything went bad with the, mm-hmm. with the whole, the uh, Canada thing. Yeah. Now what, <laughs> what do you, what do you want to say about what, what well, happened? Well, it's, you know, I knew that I was going to come on the show with you and that we'd talk about how we know each other. So I knew Red Eye would come up and I just want to say what I've, you know, when the subject comes up, I say it was just unfortunate timing that. On that show, that the, the the last time I did it, I was sitting there, and Greg Gutfeld had a very anti-Obama uh, mo- Gregalog, you know, mm-hmm. that he wanted to do, and he was um, running parts of it by me before the show, and I was just kind of like saying, "Oh, I don't know. It doesn't. It just seems more. It doesn't seem very very funny. Like it's not. It's not ready yet. Almost like kind of." You know, not tricking him, but just trying to persuade him to not do that right before saying, and now here's Doug Benson with some <laughs> right. comedy, you know, like, like I just sort of felt like, hey, do that on another episode where, where I'm not going to be here. And uh, so then he didn't do it. But the first topic was uh, Canada wants to pull out, pull some of their troops out of Afghanistan. Mm-hmm. So it just became this whole table of, and I'm guilty of participating, became a whole table of just making jokes about Canada's military. Right. Then a clip of that, this is like a few days later, a clip of that gets on YouTube and one person 
in Canada is you know fired up enough to say look at what look at what these assholes are yeah. saying. And if you look at the clip, it's ridiculous because two Canadian troops had died in Afghanistan and were sent home in a box like around the same time mm. that started airing. It's not like people in Canada all watch Red Eye uh, <laughs> on Fox News. Like I, I doubt anybody would have seen or cared about it if it didn't become a YouTube clip. Right. And then so then once the YouTube clip started going around, then lots of people in Canada got very angry at me and everyone on Red Eye. But in my, in my particular case, I felt like, well, the fact that I'm sitting there going, I didn't even know Canada had a military, and I think Canada is where you go if you don't want to fight, <laughs> you know, which is like, uh, they're not the greatest jokes in the world. You know, you get the topics, and you just right. try to think of funny things to say, yeah. and you feel like you have to participate. Yeah. You feel oh, like you, you have to say you something. Won't be, you won't be back and, on the And show sitting there don't. just going, Canada's awesome, what are you talking about? Oh my doesn't God, doesn't add to the comedy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Which ironically this was. But. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I just said silly things that I thought, well, from my stone perspective it'd be funny to just seem completely ignorant about about Canada and and then but then I was kind of laughing at the mean things that some of the other people on the panel and Greg were saying and so uh then you know I just got uh, you know you a, a lot threats, of death right? thre death threats but also what concerned me more was just that anyone would be angry at my comedy because yeah. it's pretty you know I'm not I'm usually not saying things to make people angry and every once in a while you're going to touch on a subject that's sensitive to an individual mm -hmm. you know but this pissed off an entire country like the prime minister of Canada said we wa we want an apology Oh, I forgot about that part of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was just like, I love Canada. And also, it, that is shitty that people died in our stupid yeah. war that were from Canada. So I went on and I said, you know, I was just making a joke. I'm sorry. I went on kind of a news show in Canada. And the guy, and it was one of those satellite interviews, mm -hmm. which are always hard to do, where yes. I couldn't see him, only hear him. Uh, and I'm looking into a camera right. and apologizing. And uh, so I just, you know, it was just very sincere. And I didn't even try to make any jokes I just tried to make it like, you know, uh, the timing was terrible and it was it was the things I was saying were dumb. But, you know, I was I was joking. Like, I think still part of the disconnect was it, it says Fox News at the bottom right. <laughs> during know. this entire clip, you know, and it doesn't say comedy show. It just yeah. says Fox News. And, you know, and a lot of people on Fox News laugh at a lot of things <laughs> that are going on in the world all day long. Right. So that show doesn't seem that much that much sillier. Right. If you just if see you it, a clip of it. Yeah. yeah. So I apologize, and I also said, and this is the thing that kind of was unfortunate. I said, I, uh, you know, I'm sorry. Um, I, you know, I don't, I didn't mean to say anything that would, you know, make people so unhappy. And uh, <laughs> and um, and I'm also not. I have no plans to go on that show again. That show is a, you know, is a comedy show about politics, and mm -hmm. that's probably, you know, maybe not be the smartest place for me to, you know, do my comedy. And. Uh, and so then those the guys that I like so much on the show, and I still <laughs> still like them, yeah. they all had a you threw us under the bus kind of reaction to it. Right. Because they didn't want to apologize. They did a, do an apology on air that was like written and kind of one of those apologies that was just sort of like, sorry you took it the wrong way. Right. As opposed sorry, to I'm sorry I word, said it. words hurt you, yeah. Yeah. So, so I haven't talked to any of them really since then and but i still you know i still think they were as conservatives go they were pretty cool yeah i mean yeah they're they were fun to hang out with guys. after the show and yeah. drink and stuff and they were always very you know that was the thing is the many times i did the show before that 
I'd go on and I'd say, George Bush is an idiot or whatever, and they'd all sit around and laugh. No one mm-hmm. would be like, hey, come on now. Right. And they also would promote the shit out of all my pot-related stuff. Like, they were really good about saying, go see Super High Me, and they'd show clips from it. One time they had me on, just interviewed me about Super High Me, which is pretty cool for Fox News to sit and talk to a guy about yeah. how he made a movie about smoking weed. So that was great. That, you know, they were they were great to me. So kind of sucks that it ended up the way it did. But I also, whenever I do watch it now, it's, you know, it's a pretty, uh, you know, anti-liberal mm-hmm. kind of uh, attitude going around the, you know, the table. Yeah. Yeah. I had a couple things where some of my comments were used um, to show, like, look what the conservatives are saying. And I was like, that's. Yeah, there was but, one but website that, that called me a Fox a Fox com Fox News comic and had oh, a picture yeah. of me right next to Glenn Beck. I was like, <laughs> come on. He is funny, but come on. Yeah. But but <laughs> <laughs> Hey, you could be in worse company. Um <laughs> It wasn't a picture of me next to Gallagher, is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah, but but I mean, but honestly, I don't know that I can fault that that happened to me because I was making the jokes, you know? I mean, they weren't, I guess I, I do feel like some of the things I said, I can see why people thought I was conservative. Not, I mean, I, I didn't right. completely there's a, there's come a, out. There's a playing along that yes. happens. Like yes. I never went on that show and sat there and like, cause they'd always have a pretty Fox news anchor mm-hmm. as a guest. Also, they'd always have somebody pretty conservative on there. Right. And I, but I would never sit there and argue with them back and forth ever about anything right. because their attitude about me was like, Oh, dumb pot comic. And my attitude about them was that, Oh, they're just a, you know, anchor for Fox or whatever. So I didn't really, I, I don't think I had an argument with anybody ever on that show. Mm-hmm. I didn't treat it like that. I, I didn't treat yeah, it like no. politically incorrect. No, I didn't either. I treated it like, let's all try to be fun and have fun together. Right. And they also, uh, 70% of the time, are talking about news stories that aren't conservative or liberal. They're just right. news stories where something weird happened and everyone just makes jokes about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It was just a few times where I would be on the show and there'd be like a story about, you know, Janine Garofalo or Bill Maher. And I felt the expectation was we are going to take shots at them. And I didn't want to, you know. So. Yeah. Um, anyway, okay, so then I moved, but <laughs> I do love all the red I got. Like, I feel like, I feel like, uh, I am sh- shooting myself in the foot and not even career wise, just friendship wise. I-, I do appreciate all the times they put me on and I-, I do miss those guys. Um, okay, so then I moved out here and, um, I forget at what point I realized that you were someone I wanted to talk to about the fact that I had auditioned for the Adam Carolla show. Um, I think when you and I talked about it, I had already auditioned and I had my I second I, round of auditions coming up. I think I got the, you know, because I know people involved oh, in the Crow right, Show. Okay. I think somebody said it's between you and blah, 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 and named a few people. Okay. And that's when I like, I weighed in with that person saying, oh, it should, I think it should be Allison. Oh, thank you. <laughs> and then, and then basically <laughs> uh, got in touch with you to say whatever I could say to, well, you gave me lots of helpful to and to pointers. also yeah, but to also kind of help you to back up my uh, endorsement of you, <laughs> you know, oh, like right. like oh now I'm going to let her know what, <laughs> what I think it... <laughs> she needs to do because I told them that I think this is how Allison right. is and why she'd be perfect. Right. Well, it's a shame <laughs> that I didn't work out. <laughs> yeah, it didn't happen. Yeah. Oh well. So the things you told me were be prepared. Mm-hmm. They like when you're prepared. Um, 
What else did you tell me? Because you're the news girl. As a, yes. as a guest, I don't need to be prepared. Right. I need to be prepared to watch Adam talk. Yes. <laughs> That's right. what I need to be prepared for. What kind of preparation do you do for that? I just get high and show up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was, yeah, so it was be prepared. It, I think you gave me some pointers on how to disagree without, like, coming out guns blazing disagreeing like Mm -hmm. i think you're like what you don't think that adam wants to have like a real head-to-head debate who does it's supposed to be a funny show exactly so (laughs) yeah yeah so um yeah yeah. if you disagree with him about something which i'm sure there's not a ton of things you disagree with him about but if there is something don't yeah don't just sit there and just be don't shit on his point that's that's and and also but also it's like the it's it's like being in anything where improv is happening yes you you know uh, agree but throw in your little, you know, find a way to disagree without stopping it cold, without, yeah. Right. Without exactly. without ending the discussion, because that's what I know about Adam is he, chances are he's going to want to talk about it for another 15 minutes. So if you go, I think that's stupid and you're wrong, then that, then where <laughs> then where is he, you know? Then like, well, all right, but I'm going to keep talking about it. Yeah. <laughs> and don't do that again. Right. <laughs> You know, or or he'll dig in. He'll be like, "Well, that's do? what I mean." Like, and, and that is it, never something that feels good. Like, yeah, if that ever happens, you're thinking, "Oh fuck!" You don't want it from a, the conversation to be from a place of anger from him right. towards you. Right. You want him to rant about whatever it is he's ranting about, mm-hmm. and so you know you don't necessarily have to agree all the time. But yeah, right. Yeah, I would say the few, and I, I don't feel like that's a problem for me. The few times that I have made missteps regarding that are when. I sort of get lulled into thinking I'm just having a conversation as opposed to remembering this is a, and sometimes it happens in the studio where, especially as I, you know, as I was getting more comfortable, um, and, but still kind of finding my way, I would just sort of respond as I would if we were just talking. And, and that is, you know, <laughs> not always helping out, helping the improv go to the next yeah, place. So yeah. anyway, yeah, I'm trying to think if there were other, so anyway, so you gave I me know another of, one. Yes. I do too. <laughs> you don't want to say it? I will. It was dressed sexy. I, well, yeah, look nice because look nice, it's, yeah. it, even though it's just people are just listening to it, you know, Adam has to work with you and, you know, it's just because it's radio doesn't mean show up in sweatpants. Right. Which I... Not with, not that you would. Well, actually, <laughs> here's the thing is that I didn't, like I always dressed up um, and wore makeup and everything for the longest time and especially because we were streaming the show. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, so I was always very well put together, and then I had surgery in December. Um, I had some ovarian cysts removed, and that around that time, uh, the I forget why we initially stopped streaming, but the cameras were being fixed, and then it was like, well, let's wait until we're in the new studio to turn the cameras on, um, and oh, we're building a new studio back there. I don't know if you saw mm-hmm. it. But uh, so and and I came back to work six days after the surgery and I like wasn't really ready to come back. And at that time I was, um, you know, still healing. So I'm like, it, no one's going to see me. I'm just going to wear sweatpants. And so I was wearing really just comfortable like pajama almost clothes uh, for the longest time. And it was so much better. But you had the gig for a while before yes. you did that. Yeah, yeah. It took and a then year an excuse to, to, to do point. that. Yes. Like, how's, who's going to be like, oh, right. you're your sis. Shut up. Put on some pants. <laughs> <laughs> right. But so now. But also, sexy. I, sexy was also a part of it. Like, like, if I were Adam, I would hire a girl who comes in looking hot as opposed to a girl that just, you know, 
like the making an effort in that area mm-hmm. prob- is probably see you know, i don't know if i don't know really though in the end how important that is well, I, mean, there's I mean no way he that I certainly doesn't out. make a big thing of it no like he he's never he's not the kind of guy that says to me anything about you know Maybe Scarlett Johansson or something like that, but you know, oh, no, he, like I he's never he like, oh, that Scarlett girl Johansson over there is a bitch. Oh, really? He just suspects she's probably a bitch. That's it. Yes, that's why I know. <laughs> but so, so, so you know, but that's why I know he thinks she's hot is because he also thinks she's a bitch. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like he's always, he's always. There's more going on than just whether a woman's attractive or not. Like, right. He's not one of those guys that's just like you know standing on the corner whistling at somebody. But I also, I just had a feeling that he, you know, that he does want you know, somebody attractive in that position. Hmm. Well, good thing I am. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> that makes me sound like an asshole. But you know what really would have secured the gig for you if on day one you showed if up I in a Viking cars. costume? Oh, my God. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> You're reaching for your list. What's going on now? Just I'm trying to get you to do the deleted tweets segment. Oh, okay. We can do that. We have a little song that we play. Yeah. Gary. Feel that beat. I believe we have a deleted tweet. Not so sweet. Maybe that thought is incomplete. Think I'll be a quick retreat. I believe we have a deleted tweet. Yeah, I don't know. I uh I am always surprised. And uh, dismayed when people include me in a negative tweet about me where they it didn't need to. Yeah, they could have just written your name. But yeah. Instead, they go at Allison Rosen. Right. And, and, and then like, they're I negative things. I feel like I'm things. eavesdropping on this. Yeah. Thank well, you for but, including me in that. Yeah, they want you to hear it or they want you to read it. Uh, and, yeah. And then in my case, I find a lot of times people just want me to get mad and because sometimes I'll, you know, I will retweet when somebody says something really obnoxious just because I, I think it's kind of funny to show people uh, how obnoxious it can get. Mm-hmm. And then also lots of my followers then write mean things to that person. So I get to kind of be like satisfied. that Right. And then some people will argue, well, you're just giving that person I the know. attention that they crave. Don't feed the trolls. Yeah. I've, I've been on all sides and, of this one. Yeah. And don't and not I say you're giving them attention, but it's such negative attention that if they thrive on it, then that's just, that person's mentally ill. Right. You know, and, and, and either way it's, you know, it's no skin off of me. I I can, you know, I, I, that's what I, by retweeting it, that's the end of it for me usually. And then I, I get to read a lot of people saying nasty things to them. Sometimes, sometimes they go too far. Sometimes the people defending me, will stop, drop, you know, they'll drop the other F word and stuff like that. And telling, the other F word? <laughs> yeah. You know, they'll oh, say fag or whatever. Right. And it's just like, then it makes me sad going, I'm not, I didn't bring yeah. it, I didn't want to point him, I didn't want right. him to be called that name right. <laughs> for disagreeing with me about something yeah, or saying that I'm a I shitty know. comic or something. I know. You know what I mean? People bring in a whole other thing far, yeah. into it, you know? like Sometimes I find my people go not far enough though or they agree with the person who says something mean about me I'm like wait a minute this is this is backfiring yeah yeah I love Allison but you're right about yeah. her being terrible hey, give her a break day. she's trying to find her way I'm like what yeah yeah <laughs> I found my way yeah well so yeah usually I don't I actually um I actually one of my new year's resolutions or perhaps my only one no I'm gonna say one of them uh, but I I left the slots for other ones blank. I only made one, but I'm not saying I'm adhering to just that one. 
um, was I'm not going to engage with negative tweets unless, a caveat, yeah. the person has a lot of followers. <laughs> Isn't that interesting? Isn't that like shitty? sometimes I'll click on it and I'll see that they have zero followers and I'll go, no one read that but yeah, me. Yeah. I don't need to mention it to anybody because right. no one's seeing it. They don't have a voice. Right. You know, and I maybe I'll, you know, I DM people back quite a bit. Oh, you Because I get so many people saying, RT me, it's my, DM RT, you. my birthday. Exactly. So this is what happens. <laughs> it's my birthday. Can you, can I get an RT? And right. I write back, happy birthday. And they write back, well, that was nice, but you wrote to me directly. And I can't write, Twitter won't let me write back to you, people write to me. Because mm-hmm. that's the thing you have to remember about Twitter, is that every, every person that says something to you on Twitter, it might be their first tweet or their first day. Yes, that's true. And they totally, and even people who have been doing it for a while don't understand it. Right. But even, you, you got to take into account that, that, that it's just like, you know, uh, it's just a constantly moving and growing thing. So when somebody says something, like I get all the time the tweet, Oh, are you following 420 people on purpose? Because mm-hmm. I follow 420 people so that everyone will know, right. hey, I'm probably not going to add you because I have the perfect number. Unless someone dies. Well, they still come back with, why don't you get rid of... I've had people go through my list of fo- people that I follow and say, get rid of this person and what? add me. They're curating. And I'm like, really? You're really, <laughs> you're really taking that shot that that person isn't a genuine friend of mine? Right. Because I follow some people just because they're famous or interesting. But most of the people I follow, I know. Yeah. You know, one way or another. And so it's weird for them to say, get rid of that person and add me. Uh, you know, and again, I write back to them and I try to, you know, if you, it's funny, if someone writes something mean to you, if you write back a, like a, not, not a mean response, but just a like, what's that about? Right. What? I'll just write, what? Question mark. <laughs> then they'll write back, oh, just trying to get your attention. Or, oh, no, I'm really a big fan, but I have a problem with this one thing. Like, people will back it down immediately. It's like, it's uh, like being out in public with somebody who says something shitty to you. If you go, why'd you just say that? They're pretty likely to go, oh, I'm sorry. I'm, you know, and Maybe you... I'll bend my New Year's resolution for, to try that. But in my experience, that only happened once. Where someone was like, "I'm a big fan. I'm sorry, blah blah blah." For the most part, I, you know what? Though, I'm but trying it's to think also, if I ever write back to and be say a woman. It is. It's just different. It's just like it's just so much more that the the things that they write to you, like there's only you know, they can call me the other f word. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They'd be wrong, but you know they could say that. They could go to that because that does make any straight guy kind of like, "Hey, why are you calling me right, that?" Right, right. Or gay guy. It's a terrible thing to be called. And then. Uh, you know, what else could they say to me, really? You know, they always go to, smoke more weed, idiot, you know. Yeah. It's an easy joke to make, but, you know, people, I go on TV talk shows and people make that joke. I can't say anything with uh, to uh, Chelsea Handler without her calling me a dumb stoner. That's why I stopped doing her show. And that and they don't want stoner. me. <laughs> <laughs> no, you made the decision first. But that was her, hey, Larry Miller just walked it's by. Larry That's Miller. exciting. Uh, but yeah, that's what you never know who will walk into Ace Broadcasting. It was pretty much their decision. I was on thin ice with that show uh, from the get go. Like after the first time I did it, they were kind of like, "Oh, we're not sure if we want to have you back." We're, did they we have you on the fit. round table? Or... Yeah, the round yeah. table okay. thing. And then you know, Channel. a few more things happened. And then at one point, I had something coming up where I thought, you know, I might be, you know, her guests are not that huge. You know, maybe I could sit down with her and just have a talk about my my latest project. Right. And they passed on that. They were like, no, no, we don't want to interview you. Then I think I maybe did it one more time, and uh, then they just they just stopped calling, and I and I haven't been. It's not like I've been begging to get on. 
uh, you know, the show, it, it is what it is. But to me, she was just always, you know, because you show up with your own jokes for the topics, but she gets to go first. Mm-hmm. And if she says and anything. And it's heavily edited, too. Yeah. But if she says anything that's similar to what you're going to say, you throw that out and try to, you know, come up with something else or you ad lib something. But she had a tendency whenever I would try a joke, if, especially if it didn't get a laugh from her audience, which the audience is all her. They're yeah. there to see her. Right. Uh, the, if it didn't get a laugh, then she'd just be like, good one, stoner. Like, she'd go to that every time. And I was just like, listen, <laughs> you know, how listen. much how much pot I smoke has nothing to do with the fact that I, you know, I'm a successful comedian who could write a decent joke. And, uh, you know, sometimes you're going to, on a situation like that, you're going to, you're going to whiff one, you know? Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. why that's what I love about podcasting is like you know if you say something that's that's not funny we're you're you know we're moving on right away. I think we you should know, just stay no, right here. There's no dwelling on it. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. So that or, or there's nobody saying, you know, what you just said is dumb. How many times have you done a show without him? <laughs> no, that's the thing is he's he he's I think I'm friends with Adam because he's just that's one of his areas where he's insanely liberal is that Mm -hmm. he has no issues with somebody who smokes a ton of weed yeah (laughs) you know so he's not going to use that to attack me he may have done it once or twice I mean anybody's gonna do it because it's such an easy Mm go-to it's such an easy thing to say about me you know so I want to talk to you about we haven't even talked about relationships or anything, but we're I 52 do. Minutes I in. know, and we've got people who've been waiting on the phones for a while. So Ooh, let's take some calls take about some relationships, call- okay? And then I'll talk about it about your experiences from my own with personal them. experiences. Fabulous. With them. We now have a plan. Okay. Now none of these calls are really about relationships, but uh, the first one is vaguely. So let's talk to Randy on line one. Except that Gary has his headphones pushed back and he's talking to god damn it larry miller is ruining my show larry miller is chatting with gary and so gary has I no know. idea we're trying to go to the call gary come in gary gary here we're gonna we're, we'd like <laughs> to, talk to talk to line, line one, one. <laughs> gary here hello randy hi allison hi doug hi what's up hi. Is, this, is this randy I'm loving the po- this is uh, i'm loving your podcast allison i think you're awesome and doug i'm such a huge fan i always come out to see you when you come to philly yeah it's Thank randy you. can i say your last name on the show yeah lawson yep yeah ah, hi i've yeah. seen her tweets hi. yeah she tweets uh she has funny tweets and she's uh very uh creative with the the name tags when she comes to my uh, my shows oh, because right. that's part of Doug Loves Movies is people wear name tags so that they get picked to uh, participate. And last week she suggested something on Twitter that I actually used on the show. Like uh, I, I get category suggestions mm-hmm. for the one of the what game, was it? one of the games we play. It was uh, it was for the Leonard Maltin game and the category was Kulk Fiction, Kulk C U L K, and it's uh, movies that have uh, one of the uh, Culkin. <laughs> Acting oh, Dynasty, good. like uh, Kier- really Kieran or Rory or uh, Macaulay. Thanks. I love me a good Culkin, you know? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's awesome that you're uh, that you're calling into the show. Yeah, when, I, when Allison tweeted that you were going to be on, it's like world colliding, my two favorites together. So Oh, thank you. So, so what can we answer for you? Okay, well, um, I'm a chick in a mostly dude... Uh, creative department and it's dudes with strong personalities who are also mostly a good deal older than me and more experienced and if that wasn't kind of 
tough enough to survive. And now we've kind of restructured and I'm managing them. Oh, wow. So I know that you've been kind of a lady in the workplace dealing with the dudes who are great and but have kind of uh, tougher exteriors. And I'm a little bit of being assertive and being a leader is not quite my strong suit yet. And if you had any advice and to kind of how to manage that, it'd be awesome. Well, how is it going so far? I mean, how are they uh, treating you now that you're managing them? It's still pretty fresh. I mean, they've been nice about it, but there's a kind of a strange vibe. And I'm sure part of it is in my head because, of you know, I'm turning it into my issue, I guess. But there is kind of a strange, like, a few comments here and there where I've critiqued something and they've disagreed. And there's been a few little, like, this isn't my first day on the job kind of comments or but in general, they've been cool about it, but I feel there's a vibe that could go wrong pretty easily. Yeah. I mean, I think um, something that I have had to work on is uh, as – I mean, I don't want to speak for all women, but as women, there's this this tendency to soft-pedal what you're trying to say and to always be very aware of people's feelings um, and to try to put it in a way – like in the way that as women we've learned this is how you communicate your feelings, this is how you communicate um, things without uh, being a threat to anyone and to try to smooth things over. And all of that stuff in the workplace doesn't always do you any favors. I think sometimes – I mean obviously it's good to be a decent, nice person. I'm not saying be an asshole. But at the same time all that sort of talking around an issue and trying to put it in a way that another woman would understand what you mean by it – um, might actually just confuse things and make them potentially tune out or not really take you seriously because your job as a manager isn't to um, make friends, really. It's to to manage these people, and being direct is probably the best way to do it. Yeah, I know. It's You're so right. It's just kind of an easier said and done kind of thing. Oh, I know. Yeah, and you risk being them. Their attitude can quickly become that you're a bitch just because you're, you you know, you're telling them how it is. Right. You know, so that's, it's a weird, it's a weird dynamic for sure. I kind of found a nice role in being like kind of their little sister in the group kind of thing. Like I found my, our chemistry like that. So now I'm afraid I'm going to turn into that. Yeah. I mean, I think. Regardless of gender, though, when you go from being an equal uh, in the workplace to all of a sudden being people's supervisor, there's just weird feelings. And it just takes a little while to adjust to that, you know, regardless. But I don't know. Doug, you're a dude. What do you think? Well, I always like having, you know, lady bosses, but I've uh, mostly had them in show business kind of situations where they they tend to just be tougher in general, mm-hmm. you know, like they're just, they could be just as bad as a, a male boss in terms of, you know, shutting you down or telling you what to do, you know? And, and when it comes to my other, you know, relationships with, uh, with women I worked with, they're mostly stand up comics. Mm-hmm. So they're never wallflowers, you know? Right. So I'm used to women pretty much telling me, you know, treating me as a equal and then me as a result being forced to do the same, mm-hmm. but it's hard. It's, it's hard for both sides. Yeah. You know, that's why it's taken so long to even get to this point where we are all working together so much. Mm-hmm. 
So sorry we don't have any yeah. solid, this is exactly what you need to do advice. Right. But. I mean, I just, I know that I, I wish I could remember what it was that I Googled, but I actually read something online that gave me some, uh, some inspiration to sort of bring stuff up it, uh, in a workplace situation that I had, I kept putting off, you know, asking for something that I wanted that I felt like I deserved. And then I read something that said, you know, sort of essentially what, what I was saying earlier, which is that um, women automatically think their role is to smooth things over and to make everyone feel okay. And men don't walk around thinking that that's their role. Uh, and that makes it easier for them to bring things up at work. So I just realized that, I'm not really I'm not really advocating for myself here because I'm trying to make everyone like me. Yeah, no, that's such a good point. That's so true. It is tough though. It's tough. I mean, especially if you're kind of a people pleaser like I am, then it's really hard. I, I, I am definitely. Yeah. So, I'd say just uh just keep in mind that you uh you need to grow a pair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, just what, be uh, more a man like, but still be delightful. still be you. Still yes, be a yes. nice person. Yes. Be yourself, but but just be aware that in tr- if you try to get everyone to like you, you're potentially uh, sacrificing their respecting you. Awesome. No, that's, that's great <laughs> advice. Yay. <laughs> Yay. Gonna hang up his phone and grow a pair right away. Do it. Now, okay, we, so now much. how do you feel about costume parties? Were you oh were um, you were you listening earlier when we were talking about costume parties? No, you weren't. Okay. Well, regardless of that, we earlier we were talking about costume parties. How do you feel about them? I think I can I answer for her? I yes. think I think Randy would be good at costume parties because she's really creative. Oh. Yeah, so I think Thanks, she'd come Doug. up with a good costume. But we were talking, Allison was talking about how she just doesn't want the whole hassle of getting a sexy Viking costume doesn't seem worth it. Yeah. A Flavor Flav clock with your sexy Viking hat. Yeah, exactly. Plus, I I think you're underselling it. I think costume party is something you go to around Halloween. This sounds like a costume ball or something. It is. Yeah, it's a ball and it's It's very, it's too serious. It's too, it's, it's, for lack of a better word, it's queer. What kind of costume party are you mandated? What kind of costume you're going to wear upon invitation? Yeah, like like this, you're at this table, so you have to dress this way. Right. Thank you. That's for the birds. Yeah. Well, thank you for calling, Randy. Good luck. Thanks so much, guys. You guys are the best. We All have right. your back. We'll see you next time I'm in okay. Philly. Will do. Okay, bye. bye. Okay, let's talk to Pat on line five. Yeah, this seems crazy to me. Hello. Pat, hello. Hey, What's Allison, going on? My daughters and I listen to Adam's show, and we're big fans. We were big fans of Teresa, but you've done so well. Oh, thank you. Just trust your gut. You're great. Thank you so much. Love you, too, Doug. <laughs> Just keep trying, hey, I, Allison. You'll you'll get you'll there. You'll find your stride. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I have a game, a movie trivia game that my friends and I play that's really easy, and I can explain it real quickly if you'd like to. Um, I understand it's like six degrees of separation or, it, or six like degrees of Kevin version. Bacon. We call it in one. So you, you, I, what the rule is you name two actors, mm-hmm. and then you have to name... The answer is the common actor that they both co-starred with, but not necessarily in the same movie. Well, not in the same movie. Yeah, I could do that. All right, so we're going to play. We're going to play. We're going to play it. An example. For we're going to play it right now. Whatever you want to do. 
Yeah, I, 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 don't, right I don't think I, I don't think I need an example. I think you could just. Okay, I'll give you the I'll give you an easy one first. You can play two, Teresa. Sorry, I didn't mean to mute it that way. All right. Um, whoa, 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 whoa! You Was just called. What, what show did you just call? No, I know, I know. I'm he kidding. did it okay. on purpose. All right. Here's the clue: Adam Sandler and Scatman Crothers. All right, so I need a movie, or either of us need a movie that was no, someone who was oh an actor who's worked with both of them. Yeah. Right. And you're saying this is an easy one. Oh, it's because Jack Nicholson was in The Shining with Scatman Crothers, and he was in Anger Management with Adam Sandler. Bingo. (laughs) Good job. What's the hard one? one? Yeah. (laughs) That was an easy one, Teresa. (laughs) (laughs) Allison would be good at this. The clues are Tom Hanks and George Carlin. Okay. Tom Hanks and George Carlin. I can't think of any movies that George Carlin Um, Hmm. Tom Hanks and George Carlin. This is this is kind of rough. There's got to be like, some good ones. It's the trouble is, is you've got to think of some in? George Carlin stuff. He was right. in he was been Prince of Tides with uh, Nick Nolte and, and Barbara, Barbara Streisand, Streisand, both of whom have never been our in a rules, movie. They with, don't have to be our rules. We only use actors to narrow it down a little bit. What do you not mean? actresses? Oh, oh, sexist game you're calling I know, us with. It's terrible, but it makes shouldn't it you slow. have revealed that that was part of the game? Um, well, I said actors. I still don't think that <laughs> I still don't think Tom Hanks has been in a movie with Nick Nolte, so that's a dead. So that's a bad. dead end. Okay, what else is George? What Carlin else has George Carlin been in? He's only he was in Outrageous Fortune, but that was Bette Midler and um, Lily Tomlin, or or was well again we can't. They were in Outrageous Fortune and uh, Ruthless People. No, not Ruthless People. Big Business. There was yeah, there was kind of like a run there of of combinations like right. that. It might have been Shelley Long and. Bette Midler in one of them? Again, just actors. Yeah, I know. If, but right. if I could go actresses, I'd we're say Shelley to, Long yeah. was in something with him, and then she was in Money Pit Money Pit with Tom Hanks. But we're just doing actors. Okay. I, it's The trouble is that George Carlin doesn't have a, a long enough list of, oh, wait a second. Oh. No, that's no good, too. Because <laughs> I don't think. What movie were you going to I was say? thinking George Carlin was in Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Oh, yeah. He but, was. But, okay. But who else was in that? There was Alex, Alex Winter, Winter. Keanu. Has Keanu, Keanu been in anything with? hasn't been in anything with Tom Hanks. Right? That's who we're trying to match it up with, right? Yeah. Right. You want a clue? Yes. Yeah. Dogma. Oh, yeah. George Carlin was in Dogma. Oh, okay. And um, Jason Lee, Kevin Smith. Um, yeah. Matt Damon. Matt Damon. Chris Rock. Alanis Matt Damon. Morrison. Matt Damon's who it is. Matt Damon was in what with Tom Hanks? Gary, Gary knows. I don't know. You're right. You're right. Yeah, he was. Right. What was he in with Tom Hanks? This movie called Saving Private Ryan. Ha, oh. that, that little movie where <laughs> where he where da- Matt Damon f- virtually cameos in it, but it's I still it's still it's valid. All right, you want yeah. one more? But I didn't know this is such a. Not only is it all men, it's war movies and yeah, dogma. <laughs> all right, uh, but that was that was that was good. This is a, this is a fun game. It's a great game. A great game. I didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I'd go that far. All right, it's a sexist game. You yeah. want one more? Yes, please. All right, Tom Cruise. Okay. Craig T. Nelson. Oh, coach. Well, can you just go all the way to that they were in a movie together? Well, if they were, you can. We we throw they were that out. In, they were I, both I, in. They were that you you win. I guess they were both in all the right moves. Oh, they were. They were. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's pretty funny, right there, because on hold. He had the same issue with the Tom Cruise one where he tried to do Tom Cruise and Val Kilmer, and I was like, well, Top Gun. Yeah. 
and I changed it to have the same problem. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that happens. But let me let me let me going, go about do you it. Want to know how it's going, or uh, do you want to? Just I, I'm going to try to think of what, how you were going to go. All it right. was it was Tom Cruise and uh, who? Craig T. Nelson. Craig T. Craig T. Nelson. Nelson. So you could go. Um, wow, I'm having trouble finding one. Uh, Craig T. Nelson was in Family Stone. And who was the was that Matthew McConaughey in that? Mm-mm. No, that was uh, Owen Wilson. Oh right. Or no, yeah. Wait, which Wilson? Luke, I think it was Luke Owen. Wilson. Oh, okay. Yeah, Luke Wilson was in that one. Anyway, what was yours? Um, Tom Cruise. Well, let's see. Craig T. Nelson in Silkwood with Kurt Russell. Oh, that's a good one. So Kurt, Kurt Russell, Russell was in Vanilla Sky with Tom right, Cruise. Right. Nice. And an overboard with Goldie Hawn. Yeah. No actresses. I know. Damn it. Well, thank All you for actresses are in. overboard. Oh, you bet. <laughs> Thanks for calling hey, in, Pat. Hey, follow my daughter, Molly Lathrop, on Twitter. She's funny. Okay. Oh, all right. Bye. L-A-T-H-R-O-P. Thank you, guys. Love Bye. you. Bye, Pat from Bye. Arkansas. All right. Yeah. Let's talk about relationships, Doug. Oh, okay. Well, What's the deal with you and them? First of all, no actresses. <laughs> only actors. <laughs> uh, I, you know, I'm... I'm uh, getting up there and still single and loving it. Still, still thinking that maybe, you know, marriage might not be in the cards for me. Mm-hmm. I'm certainly at the point where I'm like, I'm not going to bother with kids unless there's like some, you know, crazy adopt adoption situation. You know. You know, you can have them. What do even you mean? as an old person. Oh, I know, but ugh, why? You know, I look at some of these older, like you know, when Tony Randall had a kid when he was eighty, I was just like, "What? Who's that for?" Right. That's, who's? I mean, at least that kid, he probably had. You know, he probably was one of those guys who was pretty smart with his money through his mm-hmm. long and storied career. So maybe he had enough money socked away that that kid would be all right financially. Right. But still, to have an old dad who's just going to die before you even graduate high school or college seems weird. Seems, uh, but you never, you know, you never yeah, know. Yeah, you never know. You never know. <laughs> I could totally change my mind about it, but I've just, I, I, I travel constantly and, uh, I'm, I'm having, I'm still having fun doing that. Right. Like if I was just staying in, if I was staying put, if I was just in LA, that would be more likely to, mm-hmm. you know, fall into a relationship that I didn't see coming. Right. Yeah. But, now you're traveling must make it really difficult to be in a relationship. Yes. Well, it makes me not want to be in one because part of the fun about being on the road is meeting people and being single. Is that a euphemism? So it would take, you know, just hang, just hanging out. You know, Mm -hmm. I mean, I get, I have a very social kind of crowd because everybody wants to smoke after my shows and a lot of them are attractive women. So, there's that, you know, there's that that you that I have to stop doing because, you know, nobody that you're married to or is your girlfriend back at home wants you just out partying with people right. of the other sex. And then, or, or uh, you know, in my case, I, I wouldn't even, anyway, <laughs> I was going to say partying with dudes is uh, unpleasant. You, you just don't want your significant other partying with pe- right. people, with right. strangers out just having fun all the time yeah. out there on the road. And so that there's that. And then there's also... The aspect of, you know, I've been in some relationships and I am, I'm pretty good at being monogamous and caring a lot about one person. And so there'd be that 
constantly missing that person while on the road. So it's like you're missing them and you can't have the kind of fun that you're accustomed to. Right. So then you're just, now you're just in a a prison cell in a hotel room waiting to go tell some jokes for a while and then go back to your prison cell and, and, and your planes and all that stuff. It's all, and you know, I was just talking to somebody the other day about, you know, his uh, girlfriend gave him the, uh, you know, you're, you're not home enough. And it's like, well, but I'm out making a lot of money and I'm not, it's not like when I'm not home, I'm out purposefully doing things that exclude you. Right. You know, but that's what happens in relationships. You got to find that person that wants, you both want to be together the same amount. Mm-hmm. You know, so like, what's your friend going to do? Like, was he bringing this up he, to you? He brought it up because that's, it was a, a breakup situation. Yeah. He got out wow. of that relationship because he can't, you know, he just couldn't handle that she wanted more out of him that, that he couldn't give, especially because he's, you know, he's a professional, you know, he's a person that works hard and right. likes his work and makes good money, you know. So she's sitting at home wishing you were there in a very nice house. Mm-hmm. And some women are great at that. Right. <laughs> yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Some just take the, you know, and vice Some versa. Understand that like that's there's sort of the, the, the arrangement. Yeah. The there's dudes out there that would happily be like a, a house husband. Yeah. You know? Yeah. There's people that are good at it. You know, I'd, I'd probably in another life, I'd probably be great at just staying at home with the kid or whatever, mm-hmm. because you, you, you know, you have to put up with the, the, the child to be crying a lot and needs attention, but also you, you're home all day. So you can, right. you can do what I like to do, which is just watch TV all day long, you know, mm-hmm. but that, that's not going to happen for me. But what about your current, uh, I, I heard you talking to Pete Holmes about your boyfriend. Oh yeah. And yes, I am. How did, how is, how is, how is the, cause he's probably successful or, or trying to be at something, right? He's both. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so you're both very busy, is my yes. point. Yes. And you found a common ground on that, or do you both feel sad that you can't be together more because of your careers? Um, I think we we do pretty well at finding a common ground. I mean, I think that, yeah, there really haven't been any, well, there's been very few issues where one person feels like they are not getting enough attention or I mean we recently and this actually just uh, the episode where I talked about this is now out there we had a thing where I didn't want to talk on the phone and I didn't really communicate that very I was just too tired and I didn't communicate that very well and then I was kind of a jerk to him and I felt really bad about it and uh you know I recorded the episode of this show right after the initial conversation about it had happened, but then we had another conversation about it and now everything's fine. Um, but that was just, just different schedules. I mean, he works a regular working person's schedule and mm-hmm. I work this thing where I do the show at night. And so late at night I am drained. Like I have nothing left. Um, but I'd say, I'd say we are pretty good. The thing that I sometimes um, marvel at though, is that I am okay with just doing my thing, you know, I'll see him on, I mean, I, I actually see him on the week. We, I, we see each other quite a bit, but if something comes up where we can't, I'm okay with just doing my thing during the week and then seeing him on the weekend. And in the past in relationships, I would have begun to feel like clingy and insecure, not seeing this person during the week. And so this is a new thing for me, um, to actually be in a healthy relationship where even if I don't see him, I miss him, but I don't feel like I'm going to fall apart. 
That's great. Yeah, that's it, really thank great. You. Thank that's, you. That's huge. That's for That's hard. Me. That's hard from both sides mm-hmm. to find that. You know, and hopefully he feels the same way. Yeah, he does. Yeah, no, yeah. I couldn't be with someone who didn't feel that way. I mean, I think that, I think that that's just sort of a, a maybe a level of uh, maturity that you get to when you because I did a lot of work on myself. You know, as stupid as that or as cheesy as that sounds, because I noticed these patterns where I was just in these really kind of unhappy relationships, and the minute that I got together with someone. I my entire uh, mood had to do with where I thought I stood in their eyes. So I would get with someone, and then if I felt like they were slipping away, I was miserable. But when I was around them, I was happy, except that then I would begin to worry about... I mean, they were just... It wasn't at all what a relationship should be. It was just some other kind of uh, codependent, needy thing. So then I was single for a long time because I felt like I can't do that anymore. That's not good for anyone. Yeah, I I went out with a girl briefly, like we, you know, we didn't quite I didn't quite call each other boyfriend and girlfriend, but you know, it was became somewhat serious and monogamous and uh she wanted to talk on the phone all the time mm-hmm. when when we weren't in the same city and we weren't face to face, and I don't want to talk on the phone at all ever. Right. Ever ever ever. I like Do you I'll talk t- to your mom on the phone? Yes. That's like one person that I will call and talk to her because I cannot text her. Right. <laughs> She's beyond texting. So and and beyond email. So I talking to her is something I have to do. Right. But it's but, on, but that's how you regard it. But you it's have on to do it. it's on yeah. my cell phone in my hand, not up to my ear, with the speakerphone on. Yes. More more often than not, when I'm doing something else like driving a car. Yes. <laughs> you know, like oh, I'll talk to my mom for a while while I'm right, sitting in traffic. Right. Right. You know, so that you sort have of the thing. same thing I do, which is you don't like to hold the phone up to your ear. Do not. Yeah. Uh, the, you know, the, the cancer thing is one thing. Mm-hmm. The, the fact that it's giving you brain cancer is is, a, is scary. But then, you know, they keep going back and forth on whether or not that's true. But just the, how hot it gets yeah. up against your face yeah. just feels wrong. And I just, I've just gotten past, I will talk to you when I see you. Mm-hmm. We do not need to have a long phone conversation when it's more often than not someone I'm about to go see. Like for business, sometimes I'll get stuck on the phone for a while. Yeah. But even for that, I'm lucky in that, you know, I book my podcast and stuff and I just text or email everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm just not, I'm only talking on the phone if it's, you know, you got to call someone and say, ask them the question, get the answer and then hang up. Right. Right. <laughs> you know? And so in relationships, it becomes about, you know, especially from the woman's point of view, just let's talk about our day that we had separate from each right, other let's when, connect. when you're out on the road. And I'm just I'm just going to be out on the road too much, and that's not what that's not what I want to do at the end of the day. You know, when I'm on the road, yeah, is be on the phone trying to you know make somebody feel better about all the stuff that happened to them that day or whatever. Right. Well, that's what I was saying on the episode where I talked about uh, my boyfriend and my phone situation um, was that it happened to be on a day where I had just done a very intense episode of the podcast and. I felt like I was so tired that I wouldn't be able to flip the switch from I'm talking as an entertainer to I'm talking to a human being that I'm having a relationship with. And it just felt like if I get on the phone, I'm just going to be doing an hour of material, which is uh, very self-aggrandizing when I hear myself say that. <laughs> but I just felt like I don't, I don't have it in me to just talk. I, I just, there's no talking left. There's no words. I, I could grunt, which is essentially what I did, and then I felt terrible about that. Like, and that's also hard to hear. 
that someone is not in the mood to talk to you. Exactly. It's hard not to get defensive and angry. I don't and know that frustrated. I can hear it. Yeah. I feel like it's me. Like, How well, come you... on. Why can't you talk to me for a little while? Well, that, and that's the thing is that uh, I feel like wanting to connect on the phone, um, you can't connect on a cell phone. Ugh. Back in the days of landlines, which I miss, I'm still stuck in that days. You could actually feel like you're talking to someone on a I cell was, phone. I was the landline hours long conversations yes. person back when that when landlines right. were everywhere, and that's the only way you called each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But on a cell phone, I feel like it's just that thing of like, oh, oh, no, you go, no, you go, what? No, you go, and you, I just I don't know. But I I watch people have these conversations like in their in their car where they're running their cell phone through their GPS. Thing or through yeah. some like it's, I don't know where it's coming out of their car but something that sounds like really tinny and fuzzy and they're having these important conversations and it doesn't seem to phase them I would drive off the road I'd be so frustrated yeah I don't like I don't the, the sound quality and the you know and to, like especially if it's a if it's a relationship argument it's about these vague ideas and uh, you know the, the the concept of not not talking to each other enough or something right. to have that conversation on a cell phone that uh, could cut out at any second. Yeah. And like with a cell phone, I hate having an argument uh, yeah. on a cell phone because yeah. it's going to cut off or something and you're going to throw it very, very far. When there were landlines, you if you threw the phone, it would just it would come right back because <laughs> right. it would be on yeah. a nice stretchy cord. Tether, yeah. <laughs> it would be tethered in. But yeah, it, it the talking on the phone, I just have really just got gotten over it like I, I just it's not something that appeals to me so that's the first thing i look for in a in a woman now <laughs> is that she doesn't which, have a phone. which is great because you know i'm dating women that are you know slightly younger than myself and so oh yeah they don't like to talk on the phone and either. the culture is very texty it's very it's a lot about texting mm-hmm. you know so uh the last few girls that i've you know dated or hung out with they they haven't they haven't been you know, they've been pretty good about, we just text back and forth. Cause also there's lots of situations where I enjoy texting with someone while I'm sitting there doing something, you know, like if I am on the road and I'm like right. eating by myself or something, it's fun to be able to text with somebody that, you know, how was your day or what, you know, whatever, when you're in the mood for it, mm-hmm. but also with somebody who you don't, you don't feel like a responsibility to have that conversation. Right. Like with my mom, I call her every time I land in a plane somewhere. That's like so. So she's getting she's getting to hear from me usually two or three times a week, and it's always I made it here safely because my mom's a, bi- a big worrier. Mm-hmm. So that's just like the pattern we're in. Is I just but I always it's never with the phone up to my face. It's always you know holding it in front of me, right? Which always feel I always I I I can't stand people that have conversations about their lives in public places where yes. other people are forced to listen to it. Like waiting to get on an airplane, that guy on the phone doing business or just talking to a relative, it makes me insane. Mm-hmm. Having to hear a loud half of a conversation that's like, and that they're so willing to have such a personal conversation so loudly. Yes. Yes, I know. I, <laughs> I, I'm always surprised by that too. And I am always uh, self-conscious about having that conversation. But also, and and the reason I am is because I'm the person who, whenever I hear anyone, ugh, this is this is also not flattering <laughs> about me. Whenever I hear anyone having a conversation, or even making jokes in line for somewhere, I'm inside my head. I'm thinking, hey, please, oh god, ugh. I'm just sort of heckling. Yeah. Just think, like apparently, I'm full of hate. I and I don't think of myself that way. Sometimes I do, but I'm just, it's weird. Maybe that's just 
sort of the it's, way I let out some of the negativity. But that it's a combination of it's a combination of that that assaulting you that the you having to hear it. Yeah, and then also it's more often than not it is it is mundane mm-hmm. like what they're talking about. You know, like sometimes I will actually and I'm I usually travel with a friend, so I'll usually say it to whoever I'm standing next to. But I love it like when a guy's in the phone call. Oh, I got to get that on the on Bill's desk by Monday. I'll pretend I'm I will say out loud what the other person on the other end should be saying. I'll be like, <laughs> Yeah, you better get that on his desk. <laughs> by Monday and then if they look at me funny I'm like oh you're not talking to me <laughs> you know which happens anyway like you ever been walking along in the airport yes! and you hear hi <laughs> and you turn like wow who is this person so excited to see me and they're on their goddamn phone yeah. talking to their two year old or whatever do you remember back in the day when you'd see someone just talking to their shoulder you thought it was a crazy person and now the first instinct is oh they're just on on the phone yeah, but they actually they have, could be crazy. When they, when they have the thing on their ear yeah. or the thing dangling that they're talking yes. into. The bead. Drives me nuts. that that Because they just, I'll, I'll stare at them for a while because it's just so fascinating how pe- some people have just, they've embraced it. Right. And are just willing to just, just be sitting, you know, people are as far away as you are and they're just sitting there going, well, listen, I tell him it's going to be his hide when mm-hmm. I get back tomorrow. Right. And, uh, what kind of discharge? Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm talking to their doctor or, or whatever. Yeah, it's, it's bizarre. Um, another uh, <laughs> annoying auditory experience, being on the subway in New York. Because, first of all, there's just a lot of, like, screechy, sort of just the regular ambient noise. And yeah, then there are noisy. people on the subway who are yelling um, at each other talking to each other but yelling so you're hearing their conversations but what i always found was the craziest most annoying was the subway announcements that are garbled and you can't really hear them um and i would try to figure out why is that more annoying than if i could actually understand it and i think it's because it's taxing the background of my brain because even if i don't need to like i know where my stop is i don't need to hear it um there's some part of me that is is working on trying to figure it out yeah, and there's also a part of you that's like the people that built the system, the people that made that those speakers, the person that's speaking into them, none of them seem to care that, yes. it, that it has gone adrift and it's right. not serving its purpose. Like, and whenever you do say to somebody, hey, I couldn't, like at airports or anywhere, yeah. I'll say, oh, that announcement is, you know, too loud or or I couldn't tell what you, you were saying. You should look into that. It, people just shrug it off. Like, right. uh, that's my job is to talk through this thing and... Doesn't yeah. really matter if people are hearing what I'm saying. You're right. Yeah, we just you know they get, and because they also get really mumbly yes. on the subway. They just get super mumbly, right? And it's just because they're bored, you know. Or like when you're ra- waiting to go on a ride at Disneyland or <laughs> or Magic Mountain when they're giving you the safety instructions and right. some kid that working there for the summer pull down on the handle, make sure you don't really enjoy your ride. It's <laughs> like what is that important? I know. Do I need to know that? I know. Yeah, that never happens on an airplane, though. One place where I could use a little extra entertainment, perhaps. It's not entertainment, though. It's annoyance, but... Well, what I hate is when, like, some planes now, when the, annou- when the announcer, when the pilot comes on to say some stuff about, you know, that I don't care about, like, like they're always talking about... What's out the left side of the plane? No, no. They're always talking about when we land in, in Los Angeles, it's going to be 50 degrees and the visibility is going to be 10 miles. <laughs> Whoever oh. needs to, I'm off the plane. What's the visibility? Right. How far can I look <laughs> when I get off the plane? How about just look? So, but no, the one yeah. that really bothers me. On second me, thought, you're going to have to pick me up from the curb. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The visibility is, is, is mere inches. Yeah. And then the other one that's terrible is um, 
that now the now if you're watching a movie or in my case I, I like watching the catching up on TV shows on planes you know because they show the office and up all night and parks and recreation so shows that I like are playing a lot of times it'll pause when the guy makes the yeah. when an announcement is being made but sometimes it doesn't and then they do one of those announcements where they make part of the announcement and then you could tell they kind of put the thing down and think about it for a while but they've still got the button on. You know, they they just make extra long, right? Like comedians used to do jokes about it all the time, but you used to not be. It used to be that it wasn't interrupting your TV show. It was just you're sitting on a plane with nothing else to do than listen to this long announcement. So that was used to be the joke. But now, to me, it uh, you know I wouldn't do it in my stand up because it's again, also flying all the time. The problems you have are not that interesting to people that just you know paid to see you tell jokes in a comedy right. club. Because most people aren't flying all the time. Right. You know, and those that are, are talking really loud on their Bluetooth and won't, <laughs> won't even get it when you complain about it. Yeah. They haven't graduated to the level of being annoyed that they're missing out on a pivotal moment of up all night. Or they want or the programming whatever. to come back. What, you know, like, uh, my new favorite show is Happy Endings. And it's it's super fast paced. The mm-hmm. jokes just, you know, or like uh, 30 Rocks, another one I like watching on planes. But there's you'll miss four jokes if they make a 30 second announcement. Right. You know? And, uh, and you know, you could certainly pick up on where the plot is going. That's not so hard. But it's still aggravating that they're going, so it uh, looks like we're going to be about uh, <laughs> 10 minutes early, about five minutes to get to the gate. And um, so that should bring us in right on time. Thank you for flying with us. You know, it's like, wow. Oh, <laughs> you know, this, and the uh, flight attendants do the same thing. They you know, some of them have their speech down better than others. Yes. And they also always tell you which carousel your baggage is going to be at. And I always am like, wait, did he say B5? I always, It always takes me a, a few t- tries yeah, to grasp and, it. And go to where there's four baggage claim things and look at the sign and find the one that you're that your flight is on and which yeah. one it says it's going to be on. That's simple enough to just do. My favorite is, along those lines, is when you get into a cab at a hotel in any city in this country, they'll ask you, you'll say, I'm going to the airport. They say, which airline? And nine times out of ten, they have to ask you again when they're, when they're approaching the airport. So yeah. why not just make it standard practice to just ask when you're getting close to the airport, which airline? Why does the guy need to know when it's a 20-minute cab drive to the airport? Why does he need to have in his head or try to remember you're what right. airline you're on the entire time? You're right. And they'll always ask again. And then you're the douchebag if when the guy first asks, if you go, hey, why don't you ask me again when we get there and you'll remember? Because that yeah. guy might be the one that does remember. You're right. So you just have to play right into their hands, play their dumb rhetorical games. Well, Doug Benson, thank you so much for coming. <laughs> thank um, you for the sudden wrap up. <laughs> yeah, I didn't have a chance to warn you What's that it, we're what, done here. Because you like the show to be. Do you have a length that you shoot for? Uh, well, it's it's between an it's about an hour and a half usually. That's what we shoot for. However, your friend and mine, Larry Miller, has to get his buns in here. So let me just give a quick. Um, Quick announcement about one of our sponsors, Gamefly. Gamefly is a video game rental system that delivers games to your door and now directly to your PC. It's like it's like Netflix for video games. Over 8,000 games, including new titles like Call of Duty, Modern Warfare 3, Batman Arkham City, and The Elder Scrolls. Delivery, delivery right to your home, no late or shipping fees. Monthly price is a fraction of what a new game would cost in stores. It is great for parents with kids that play games or the guy that likes to sample different games like you with the ladies, while saving money. 
Um, and for my listeners, free 15-day trial. So just go to Gamefly.com slash Rosen or click the banner on my site. Also, Amazon. You're going to buy stuff from Amazon anyway, aren't you? Of course you are. If you just click the banner on my site, it doesn't cost you anything extra, but it helps the show out. And also there's a banner for Endless, which is um, shoes and handbags and accessories. And thank you so much for listening to the show. Please continue to do so. Tell a friend. Rate it highly if you liked it. You can follow me at Allison Rosen. You can follow the show's Twitter feed at A-R-I-Y-N-B-F. You can follow Doug Benson at Doug Benson. And Doug Benson, what else do you want to tell them? Oh, just since we don't know when this is going to come out, just if you're interested in seeing me in your town, just go to douglasmovies.com and I'll be coming there to eventually to do stand-up or to tape an episode of Douglas Movies. I do a lot of them out on the road now. Oh, cool. And those are a lot of fun. And you should have something something to say at this point in the show, though, that gets people through the, the, the sponsorship information. You know what I mean? What do you mean? Like if you just end it right after you say all that stuff, then people could get wise and turn the show off before right, right when you go into the the promotional stuff. You mean I should say something like I'm going to say something really sexy after the promotional thing and make them wait? Oh, out? you're like go daddy, <laughs> where they where they have those dumb commercials <laughs> yeah. where they go see what happens right. next. You Nothing's going to happen. But I'm reading this off of my right breast. <laughs> what do you mean? No, I just mean like you know or or. Throw that in earlier or something. I know. Uh, but see, if they were to have turned it off, they would have missed all this good stuff. No, I, that's why That's why I, had that's to let why I brought know. it up, just to give, give them that's something. Good. So I should just put it give earlier, them something, is what you're saying. Give them something crispy. That's, that's Pete Holmes's thing. <laughs> <laughs> you guys talked about that for like 20 minutes on his I episode. I had to get to the bottom of it. I just want my episode to be longer than Pete Holmes. That's all I care about. Is it just has to be longer? Okay. So just you, put some dead air at the oh, end. Definitely, we'll yeah, do that. Yeah, you so have my word. People don't listen to the dead air, but we're going to put some on here. <laughs> that's yeah. That's what you get if you make it through the sponsor announcement. Well, it's all—it's not a hard announcement to get through. You talked about video games. I know right? it's awesome. That's fun. Right. That's a great sponsor. So stay tuned for dead air. <laughs> okay, bye, you guys. Bye. Bye. So long. Bye.